0: The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Then Jesus began to say to all in the synagogue in Nazareth, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself, and you will say, Do hear also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. And he said, Truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah. And when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel of the prophet Elijah. And none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they might hurl him off the cliff but he passed through the midst of them and went on his way the gospel of the lord Praise
1: to you, dear friends in christ grace and peace to you from jesus christ our lord amen So last weekend, 24 of us from St. Philip the Deacon made our way five and a half hours north to Lake of the Woods for our fifth annual SPD Outdoors Ice Fishing Retreat. It was a great time and I am certain if you visit with any of the participants, they will have some good fish tales to uh, share with you. But this morning, I want to share with you an observation that I have made over the past years of going up to the place where the rainy river meets Lake of the Woods. The last town you come to before getting to the resort is the town of Badet. And right outside the town of Badet is a big sign that says, Welcome to Badet, Walleye Capital of the World. Now, if you're going after walleye, that's a pretty awesome greeting, right? And Badette and that area is very proud of that distinction. In fact, you see it in all sorts of promotional materials around town, and certainly all of the resorts up on Lake of the Woods and the Rainy River, they use that in their promotional materials too. The walleye capital of the world. So whenever I come to this reading from Luke that we heard Norma read just moments ago, I picture in my head a big billboard outside of Nazareth saying, Welcome to Nazareth, hometown of the preacher, teacher, healer, Jesus. They were pretty proud of that distinction. That this hometown boy was theirs. Over the past few weeks, we have witnessed the birth of Jesus early in Luke's gospel. We have watched Jesus then grow up to a young child who made his way into the temple. And then as a young adult, baptized, tested by the devil, and beginning his earthly ministry of preaching and teaching. And so it is last week that we heard the story, the beginning story of Jesus' return to Nazareth, his return to his hometown, for his inaugural address, if you will, as Pastor Westermeyer referenced last week. Jesus, there amongst the crowd, opened up the scrolls and read from Isaiah, and this is what he said. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed grow free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor." Then we come to our reading from today. And we quickly move from all the excitement and the enthusiasm of the hometown boy returning to agitation, to flat-out anger, so much so that they wanted to throw the hometown boy off a cliff. Probably not the homecoming that Jesus had in mind. Professor and theologian Reinhold Niebuhr once said that the role of the preacher is this, to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comforted. Think about it. That is exactly what is happening here. Jesus is afflicting the comforted. Jesus was becoming a superstar. He was becoming a modern day celebrity. And the people of Nazareth were starting to hear word of what their hometown boy was up to. And the things that were happening. And Jesus was making his way now from Capernaum to Nazareth. And the people of Nazareth thought, wait a second. Think about it. Think about all the great things that he had done in Capernaum. Wait till he gets here. Wait till he gets to his hometown. The things that he will do will blow everything he did in Capernaum out of the water. There was this sort of expectation that Jesus would do these incredible and amazing things even more so than what he had done in the previous town. The people of Nazareth were having this sense of entitlement They expected that Jesus would do it. They expected that he would somehow give them preferential treatment because of the town in which he was raised. But instead, Jesus was far more assertive than the people of Nazareth had anticipated. Jesus ended up calling them out on their assumptions, on their beliefs. He called them out on their entitlement. He called them out on them positioning themselves as better than the other, or as us versus them. Perhaps that's why Frederick Buechner nails it on the head when you hear or read, it's on the back of your bulletin. He ends his quote by saying this, There is no evidence to suggest that anyone has ever asked a prophet home for supper more than once. There's a lot of truth in that. I can't help but wonder if this assertive Jesus that we encounter today would be welcomed at our own table. We the people of the great state of Minnesota have often been given the distinction of Minnesota nice. And there's definitely some truth to that. But at least in my experience... I would say we could also refer to us at times as Minnesota Passive or even Passive-Aggressive. Would we welcome someone as assertive as Jesus to our table? Could we handle stirring in our seats more than we are comfortable with But that's what we need, isn't it? Isn't that what we need to be challenged? To be called out on our negative behaviors and beliefs and assumptions that hurts and even destroys the world around us and destroys relationships as well. Jesus' assertiveness... With the very people of his hometown, empowers you and me and challenges you and me to be assertive too, to seek to build one another up, not tear each other down, to go out into the world and speak out for those who have no voice, to speak out against injustice and hatred and violence. To speak the truth in love always, especially with the stranger. So, 2,000 years ago, Jesus pushed back. 2,000 years later, he still does. He pushes back and reminds you and me today that we are not any less than or more than the other. That we are not better or worse than those around us. For we are all broken, we are all blind, poor, and held captive in various ways. And that we are all Recipients of God's gracious love, regardless of where you come from. And so whether you are from Capernaum or Nazareth or Wysetta, or Plymouth or anywhere in the Twin Cities or Badet, each and every one of us in this world is equal. In the eyes of God. That it is more about whose we are, God's beloved children, sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever, than who we are. And that is the message that we take out into the world. That we actively live out our faith when we speak the truth in love, in our marriages, in our relationships, in our friendships, with our classmates at school, with our colleagues at work, wherever it may be, that we speak the truth and love and we do so with the person we have never met. That we do so with a stranger. And it's not always easy, right? Right? You're looking at Exhibit A. It's not always easy, and Jesus knows that. And that's why it is so important for us to be reminded day in and day out that there is no us versus them. It is we, beloved children of God, no exceptions. So my hope and prayer on this day that instead of being defensive at Jesus' assertiveness, we can lean into it We can hear the message, we can hear the call, and then we can go out into the world and in the things we say and do and the way in which we act and what we think in our minds, however we conduct ourselves in this world, it is a true reflection, an authentic reflection of God's love for you and me and the entire world. And we can cast that light out. Let it be so. Amen.